I must admit, I wasn't a massive fan of Beast Wars, the cartoon series. I was too old for that. I think it was when I was at uni, so obviously I did watch it, but <laughs> it was... Um, what, in between episodes of Countdown yeah, 15 to 1? Count, 15 to 1, Going for Gold, going Quincy. For gold. Quincy and <laughs> Just So Jables. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Just So Jables film podcast with me, Warm Jables. Me, hot arcade. <laughs> and me, perfectly comfortable producer Ben. Baby bear. Anyway, here at the Just So Jables film podcast, we review films. Makes sense. Uh, but unlike most shows, we're not going to be making ourselves look fantastic by reading other reviews and hanging out on street corners listening to utes about how good films are because we'd get arrested because a we'd get arrested and b don't like going outside when it's this warm so you get our raw reviews straight out of the film and hopefully get an idea of whether you like the film or not this week we're going to be watching transformers colon rise of the beasts is it a colon is it yes yeah, there's a colon in there nice but before we get onto that we better find out how wrong we were last week when we watched spider-man into the spider-verse nope Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. Our kid, tell us how wrong we were. So I went a little bit different this week because over the last couple of weeks I've looked at quite middle-aged, middle-class reviews, Guardian, Observer. So I hit YouTube and caught up with some other less mainstream reviewers, let's say. Chris Stuckman. So Old Chris, Stuckers. Old Stuckers. <laughs> I like Chris. Said it was overwhelming but he meant that in quite a positive way overwhelming seems to be the theme yeah. of the reviews i saw so he said he was overwhelmed by the craftsmanship the animation and the movement was perfect it was cool but filled with depth and substance and the choices made by the characters felt challenging he said there was a bit too much family drama early on but he's reserving mm -hmm. judgment until seeing the full trilogy arc just like Jables. He probably saw you say that first. Probably. I would have thought. Then I caught up with the critical drinker, who I'm going to paraphrase a little because I won't say every single thing he said because he Fs and Jeffs a lot. <laughs> so he also said he found it overwhelming, but in not such a positive way. He said that there were times that so much gets thrown at you that it becomes overwhelming. He also said it doesn't hit the same heights as its predecessor, but it's still a pretty decent movie and better than anything Marvel has put out recently which I don't know that you'd agree with, Jables, but I certainly would. Yeah, well, I said last week, I stick, I stand by Doctor Marvel. Strange. Yeah. I don't stand by everyone. That, no, because Ant-Man was pretty pants. Yeah. And, not, and Thor Yeah, we was, didn't really bring up Ant-Man when we were nah, talking about it Thor, last week. Thor was we? fairly dump for us. The third and review right. that I looked at was Mark Kermode, because the Kermode and Mayo podcast popped up while I was looking at some of the I other stuff. I thought that stuff. was like your default position. Yeah. Just no, like, not necessarily. Yeah. No, I usually go to the critical drinker first before okay. I look at anything. But he said that it was terrific, visually stunning, and not a moment wasted in its runtime. Really? Which I think seems to reinforce what we said last week about how some of these older reviewers appear to be just saying what they think they ought to say. No, I don't. I know he liked the first one. I remember. Mm. I remember hearing a few. But not a previous, moment wasted is a bit strong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he just fell asleep because he's getting on a bit, and he just fell asleep. <laughs> <for a few laughs> <minutes. laughs> don't know what to say to that. And that's uh, hashtag producer Ben and the Just So James podcast. We were there or thereabouts then. Yeah, it's good so. to know. Ooh, I wonder where you're going to get reviews from next week, our kid. I don't know. What Bumble. I do? <laughs> what was the one you said? The one I said. The the youngsters go on. Read it. I read it. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> the youngsters. The youngsters. <laughs> I thought go you meant a specific review. Yeah. No. no. Circa 2012. 
I've got to be honest, I haven't even given it a thought, no, really, no. other than looking at what the other critics said. I gave more thought to Fast X, in retrospect. Yeah, but... I don't know if that's because I was trying, you know, my brain was trying to improve it. I do have that, We, you know, we have kind of said that when things are mm. good, it's one thing to talk about, but we, you kind of have more to say when it's something you don't like. Mm. Yeah, it's easy to pick over it, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. it is. So if people want to give us their uh, thoughts and on Across the Spider-Verse or what's coming up this week, how are they going to do that? Tracy. They are going to go onto Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at Just So Jables and tell us what they thought of things. They're going to email us hello at justsojables.com or they're just going to hit the website, which is justsojables.com. I haven't checked it today though, but we're just going to roll past Boo. that. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you on about then? If you haven't checked that, Arkid, what are you on about this week? Well, we had Cinema Club last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Kingsland Cinema Club? Kingsland Cinema Club. Down the Guildhall. Yeah. And we watched After Sun. So After Sun is a film that came out last year. It was actually a BAFTA winner. It premiered at Cannes. And Where? Cannes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the lead actor in it, Paul Mescal, actually was nominated for an Oscar okay. for it. So I'm surprised you haven't really heard anything about I, it. It does ring a bell. I, I just you got to say that though. I know. I just know because I literally just brought up the page and I can see the trailer playing in silent in the background. And I do it does ring a bell, but I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. So it was written and directed by Charlotte Wells, and it's her debut at feature film. So as I said, it stars Paul Mescal and Frankie Corio in her first role, and they play a father and daughter who are on holiday. It's actually a retrospective from her point of view as a grown-up. Her name's Sophie, and we're seeing her on holiday with her dad with occasional glimpses of her in the future, and it's interspersed with her home video of them on holiday and then what actually happens on the holiday. It's quite realistic. You know, I was talking about Hive a couple of weeks ago and I said it's very real. It's almost like a home video. It's got that kind of feel, except it is actually interspersed with home video. So it gives that impression even more. And it's actually a study of depression and suicide, really. You get glimpses of behaviour that Sophie can't really see, but you recognise as a grown-up watching it that things her dad's doing aren't quite normal. But she doesn't really see it at the time, but you see her later on reflecting on those things. And I think in that respect, in the human drama, it's really good. The performances are really good. But I didn't like it visually. I felt that it lingered too long on lots of different shots. There were very kind of disjointed, awkward angles. And it was going for that thing of memory, so it's not quite real. But I didn't enjoy watching it. It was quite hard to watch and quite tiring to watch as well. And the pace was really slow. It was really, really slow to get going. So I think it, it seems the kind of film that would probably reward a second viewing. But I don't really want to watch <laughs> it again. I checked back after and it's 101 minutes long. But it felt much longer than oh, really? that to me. I really felt like I was there for a long, long time. The two actors in it, or the two main actors in it, they were really good and it was a really interesting story. But just the visuals of it and the way it paced out, I didn't enjoy it. So that's After Sun. I don't mm. know. <laughs> Is that a recommendation? Maybe. No. I probably would watch it, to be honest, mm. from, from what you said. It's the kind of thing that you just go in rather than kind of be excited about watching. So, you know, I like that kind of film from time to time. Bit of a meander. Got to be in the mood for it. Is it? Do you think it's one of those films where, so you're saying you came out of it, maybe at times you were a little bit bored or it was moving too slow or it was a bit uncomfortable. Is it one of those where that's what they want you to feel? Like they're trying to make you, you are going to be bored at points because that's what life's like or whatever. Yeah, I think I think so. 
I mean, it, it had glowing reviews, but sometimes I'm a little bit cynical about that sort of thing because I think that people say what they think they ought to say rather than whether or not yeah. they actually enjoyed it. There was someone in the cinema who clearly did not enjoy it and complained pretty much all the way through well, but... until they left kind of three quarters of the way. Well, this is boring. Oh, really? This is weird. Things like that. Why are you in a cinema club I if don't you're going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> One of the administrators or coordinators collates reviews so you okay. can say whether it was bad, good, or okay. And this is probably the first film that most people said was bad. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Is it because of the demographic? A couple of people said it was good. I think it wasn't like a nor normal film. It didn't have music and snappy dialogue. It was a bit like watching someone's home movie. Okay. Like I said, it did use music, but more like... Because they're on holiday, they're in a resort. Background. It's background. Yeah. Ben, what are cool. you on about? Uh, I've got a couple of things I could be on about. One I'm going to cover very briefly. We watched The Expendables 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't bother. That's it. That's yeah, all it I, I was the same with 3. Which yeah. is a shame, because I really like Mel Gibson as a baddie. Yeah. But it just didn't it's come not together. Well, it's just rambling and rubbish. Well, and there's, two, there's a whole massive yeah. section in the, in the middle where they get rid of all the actual action superstars out of it and just have a bunch of randos just yeah. pretending and you're like are they going to be are these going to be the new group and then it's like well of course not we're going to bring it back around at the end blah 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 whatever yeah rubbish so I'll be on about something which we started watching yesterday found it purely by chance on the ITV player which is the 60s um, would you call it sci-fi like sort of mystery series The Prisoner oh love The Prisoner yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. I'm not quite sure why we put that on now but yeah, we just thought, yeah, we'll, we'll watch an episode and see if, you know, is it still as good as we remember? I mean, we probably all watched it, not in the 60s, not back in period, obviously, but we have seen it all before. I think the short answer is yes. So if, if you if you listen to this, you haven't come across The Prisoner. It's a, a slightly, well, I say slightly, it's, it's a surreal, I don't know how you describe it, like a mystery series. So it's, what's the guy's name? Patrick McGowan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Patrick McGowan is obviously some kind of government employee slash agent or something, and he quits, and you see this in, in the title sequence of every episode. He drives a wacky car into London, bursts into an office, and hands in his res resignation. And then he wakes up in a weird village that you can't escape from with all kinds of any characters in it. Yeah. And there's a bouncy rubber ball that's like stopping you from escaping, and mm. he's trying to escape. But it's quite deftly handled, because it's not just like, or here's a scheme for me to escape and I'm just going to do some mechanical escape stuff. He kind of goes along with the weirdness of it. Yeah. It's like he's been thrown into it and because obviously he's some kind of an agent he's probably dealt with weird stuff before. He kind of plays it on like another level and he's going through these weird little dances with people like psychological gameplay and things like that and it's quite clever. So I think we're only like three or four episodes into it now but it's I'd, I'd forgotten how clever it is also sort of the dry humor is quite good as well yeah and the little character is. actors and bits and pieces yeah. so in this it's this is kind of everyone's given a number number six he's number six you don't know really anyone's real name necessarily although you do learn some names but they might not be real names but they might not be real names and they, they are they inhabitants of so it's called the village and it's kind of like is it a prison or is it like a microcosm of society at large and there's probably a themes running through it and all kinds of things like this and there's a bit of escape and a bit of weirdness and it's filmed in a village in wales port marion port marion yeah so you've got all this weird sort of architecture going on like fairy tale type stuff and manicured lawns and strange buildings and stuff and weird departments and bureaucracy and all those kinds of things so yeah it's good fun if, mm. if you're uh, looking for something to watch and you're going through the usual exercise of oh what what new stuff is on netflix blah 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 don't bother just have a look at the prisoner see see if you like that from the 60s because it's good i remember it being really good and really intriguing 
And then some things happened which I didn't like, and it kind of took me out of it. So I'll be interested to see. Are you going to keep going? Yeah, yeah we'll keep going. It's interesting that you said that, because I did wonder if that might happen. Because when we first looked at it, because you, you, our kid, you said to me, oh, Prisoner's on. And did you know there's only like 17, 18 episodes? I was like, I thought there was only six or seven. Yeah. Because it feels like that's how long it should be. So when we were going into it, and we were getting into episode four, and I was scrolling through the, all the cards so you could see all the different episodes, I was thinking... How are they going to maintain this for 16, 17 episodes? So I wondered if that might happen. It got stretched. He originally mm. only wanted to do seven episodes. Okay. Patrick okay. McGuire. That's yeah. interesting. Because I, I'm not sure if it's probably because it didn't have to have a certain amount to be franchised in America. Possibly. Because there's I, a lot of language. They they call autumn fall and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Obviously they're appealing to the American audience. But so far, I, I'm really enjoying it and... The character number two, who's yeah. administratively in charge. And the second one was, it was Leo McKern. Yeah. And he's just brilliant. He's so funny. And the way Patrick McGowan and him bounce off each other as number two and number six, it's so funny, isn't yeah, it? But good. very dark. And, and yeah, he's quite yeah. scary and menacing, but yeah. also really funny. And that, that wry humour just holds so well. Uh, maybe I have to give it another go and yeah. watch, it, watch yeah. it all the way through. So that's me. Uh, Jables, what are you on about? Well, interestingly, I have watched absolutely nothing since what? I know I, I had an out and about weekend. So, but I did watch the Champions League final with the folks. Is that football? That is football. Yeah. Is that football? Excellent. Wow. Could have been rugby. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think back, but no, I really, genuinely, I don't think I've watched anything apart from YouTube since we last spoke. So, I suppose we'll better get on to this week's film, which is. Transformers, colon Rise of the Beasts. I've been calling it Beast Wars, but Beast I think that's Wars. fine. Well, there was a Transformers series I called know. Beast Wars. Producer Ben's going to tell us all about it. So, Transformers, if you're not aware, these are creatures from space who can <laughs> turn into trucks and bits and pieces. If only there was some kind of like single snappy sentence that you could use that would describe what a Transformer is. Well, they're kind of like robots in disguise. <laughs> <aren't they? laughs> Very good, Ben. Good. Anyway, you want so. to trademark that. <laughs> there have been a few of these films now. So, the first one, I think we all think is a good film which is original sort of live action transformers film from 2007 yep so i guess it's in the same basic series of that although i guess we've had different directors and things coming in and out well first five films were all michael bay oh really okay yeah yeah right so this is the latest installment it's the seventh installment of transformers and in terms of where it sits within the range of the films it well it's a it's a standalone film but it's a sequel to bumblebee that's how it's described and it's the prequel to the prequel the what prequel prequel <laughs> don't prequel. you dare cut that to the 2007 uh, transformers film we just mentioned so it looks to be set in the 90s 1994 i think okay so it's a little way back it's 120 minutes long so it's not mega long so i'm oh, wow. kind of relieved that's not like a transformers film which is good because sitting in, sitting in the office today in in the oppressive heat i was thinking and we're in screen one in the majestic there's no air conditioning thinking this is going to be like a four-hour-long film or it's going to feel yeah. like ten hours. It's not too bad. Directed by a guy called Stephen Cappell Jr., who hasn't done a lot of films, but he did do Creed 2. That's the only one that I recognised. Okay. Budget was about $200 million. And it stars Antonio Ramos as Noah, who he was in Hamilton on the stage. I've seen him in that. Okay. Mm. I didn't, I didn't recognise him because I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. He was also in In the Heights. He was also in A Star is Born. He was Lady Gaga's little BFF. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And Dominique Fishback as Eleanor. I didn't recognise any of the films she's been in. The latest one before this was Judas and the Black Messiah. Don't know if you've heard of that or no. seen that. No. And then a bunch of 
quite famous voice actors. There's a lot of voice actors in this one. Obviously doing the voices of the Transformers. Right, so we've got Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, who is in his 80s and has been doing it ever since, like the cartoons and stuff, apparently. We've got Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. Peter Dinklage as Scourge. Michelle Yeoh as Airazor. And then the big bad, which is Unicron, voiced by someone called Common Domingo, who I don't know. So in terms of what this film's about, I guess there's a big threat coming. There's a big robot or something that can eat planets. And I guess all the Transformers have got to like bunch together with some people to save planet Earth. Nice, Ben. There so we go. It's a nice little I'm not sure up. about bunch together, but they'll <laughs> do for now. So we've all seen the trailer. Yeah. Um... I think I'll start off. Says you know. Okay. Think a it's your show. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so I think like a lot of people, I checked out of the Transformers film series after like three. I think the first one's good. It's more of a a nostalgia kind of thing. It's like it's Transformers. It's live action. I don't know how well it stands up now. I haven't watched it for a while. I think there was always cr- certain criticisms by fans about like the look and feel of the. Transformers themselves and I kind of understand that but it's a big robot fighting other big robots and the story was fine it became I think the whole series became a bit of an advert for the American military and naval a lot of fighting a lot of big robots fighting and things shooting at them then other robots fighting them and each time it was oh here comes the big bad this is the worst thing you've ever seen and they've been They've been here before. They've been around us the whole time. And then they do the same in the next film, the same in another film. And it just became a little bit stale and boring. I loved that trailer. Remember Revenge of the Fallen trailer? Wasn't it the Dark of the Moon Oh, no, sorry, that was Dark of the Moon. Yeah, Yeah, no, sorry, Dark of the Moon. I was just thinking about that. It looked really good, the trailer. So much so that when it came out, you made me go and buy the DVD when I got you something else as a present. I know. (laughs) You were like, I don't want this, I want the Transformers film. Yeah. It's like the one where they were dropping them in the water or something. No, that was the moon. It starts on the moon, doesn't it? It starts like the moon landing Is it like you see a rover or something? Yeah, and and just the whole kind of thing. and then It's very mysterious. Yeah, it was just really cool. And then the film just turned out to be really Pap. I mean, I did watch Bumblebee, and I like Bumblebee. Mm. So that was a bit of a reboot, I think. Yeah. Like a soft reboot. You know, characters are the same and similar, but new director, new direction. A bit more fun, actually. Yeah. Even though the other ones were kind of fun, but it's had that humour where it was always at someone's expense, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, they were like, getting Oh, that look way, at you. Oh, I'm the stupid person. Oh, I'm the clever person. It's like, oh, you're dumb, I'm clever. Oh. And it just ground a bit to be honest, especially later on. So Bumblebee was good. But even with this trailer, I must admit, I wasn't the massive fan of Beast Wars, the cartoon series. I was too old for that. I think it was when I was at uni. So obviously I did watch it, but <laughs> it was... Um, what, in between episodes of Countdown, yeah, 15 to 1? Count, 15 to 1, going for gold, going Quincy. Going for gold. Quincy, I mean. <laughs> yeah. But... If this if this had been the film that came out twenty years ago, I you know I'd be losing my shit and yeah. dead excited about this. But I'm just not. The trailer looks good. It's got some nice touches in the trailer. I like Mirage kind of um, you know the effects. I'm interested to see. Obviously, Unicron was featured in the Transformers the movie back in the '80s, the original one, which was voiced by Orson Welles and. That had a load of stars in it as well. Eric Idle was the scrap uh, <laughs> uh, scrapbot things. So yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff in that film. Let's face it, the whole thing was designed for selling toys to kids. Yeah. So you love it when you're a kid, 
And even that film has the nostalgia factor, but actually there's a lot of that film doesn't stack up with Hot Rod and well, Rodimus Prime and this kind of thing. And it's good, but in a nostalgic way. It would be quite nice if this film takes it somewhere different. Not just, hey, this is the worst thing that can happen. Oh, look at us, we're there. We've, we've been here around all the time. It's quite a bashy, crashy sequence for 30 mm. seconds in the second trailer i'm just like oh i can't do this again i can't see lots of things flying everywhere and not being able to see what's going on it's going to annoy me so i'm hoping it's got a bit more than that it's set in the 90s which could be interesting as long as it's not all wink wink it's mm. the 90s blockbuster anyone <laughs> we've got yeah here's a blockbuster i'm wearing joe blogs look at my shell suit <laughs> but I'm not excited, but I'm hopeful, I think, is the way I'm the way I'm going to be. It would be nice to watch a good Transformers film again, put it that way. Yeah. Because Bumblebee kind of, like, was good. It didn't blow me away, but, okay, I, it's, it was almost like, I forgive you for what you've been doing for the last three films. <laughs> it's like, now do a good one. Yeah. Now do a, you know, make something great. So, yeah. What about you, Arkid? Well, I think if Bumblebee hadn't come along, I wouldn't be looking forward to this at all. But Bumblebee did seem to break that cycle of crap that had just built up. So I'm really hopeful that this will carry that slightly more down-to-earth tone that Bumblebee had, but still be exciting and fun. I really liked the first Transformers film. We saw it at the cinema a couple of times. As soon as we got it on DVD, we watched it loads. We, we really enjoyed it, but I haven't, haven't watched it more recently. The second film was The Revenge of the Fallen, yeah. the second one. That was just garbage pretty much from the outset. I think within the first 10 minutes, there was a, a giant metal testicles joke and, and I just zoned out. Oh, it was gosh, just yeah. so silly. That's a, yeah. There was a lot of humour in the first one, but it, it was gentler in that sense. It but was, I think yeah. they thought... All the kids really like the humour, so let's let's yeah. ramp that up. And it just, I zoned out at that point and I kind of lost track of it. I, I did see the Dark of the Moon once with you when yeah. we only went and got it. That's probably the last Transformers film I saw up to Bumblebee. Yeah, We haven't watched the first one again, but I'd quite like to. I think I'll probably feel a little bit less comfortable of, of like you said about Michael Bay looking at Megan Fox's arse yeah, all the time and stuff. I'll probably notice that sort of thing a bit more now. But on the whole, I quite liked it. I liked Sam Witwicky and his family and just that yeah. dynamic with, is it John T Torturo who plays the government guy? Was it not Stanley Tucci? No. Oh, it's John Tucci. Yeah, no, yeah. He's really funny and the way he interacts with the parents yeah. and stuff. But all it, of that's really good. But the, Yeah, that's good. But the, the next films, they just like, hey, yeah. you like this, so we'll turn that we'll up. We'll turn you it like up. You like this, we'll turn that up. Yeah, yeah, and it just got too silly. There was a bloody, a Transformer who was actually a woman. And... When he's at university or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah bad. Yeah. But like we said, I'm hoping that Bumblebee's broken that cycle now. And I, I am actually looking forward to seeing this one. When we first saw the trailers, we'd only seen the Transformers early on. Mm. And it was only in the last trailer that there were actual humans in it. And they look like different kinds of choices. They look like normal people, not like muscle-bound Marky Mark types. Yeah, so yeah. I'm quite interested <sighs> to see how the human and Transformer dynamics work. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it more than I thought I would be. But let's... Let's see. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. What can I say about it that you haven't already? I think well, um, I still have a soft spot for that first film because yeah. I think it's the humour in it that I like. 
and it is like you said it because it's quite gentle humor and a little bit self-effacing and things like that and they've put some slightly say zany characters but in a slightly weird way like the government guy he Mm. is weird and yeah and then after they just lost it and i think it's just feels like an example of where maybe the first film was more successful than they expected it to be or something like that yes they just kept making them i might be talking rubbish but maybe it surprised them and then they responded by just doing a load of focus groups and they were just like, what did you like about it? Just tell us, fill out this form and we'll just do whatever you say and we'll just add more of it, like you said. And they just added more of the things, literal things that people said to them that they liked and it just ended up a garbled mess, which is what happens with those kind of scenarios. So I guess I don't have too much to say about this film other than I hope it's got a point of view, I hope it's got a clear vision and they're going to do something a bit more stripped back, a bit more pure, a bit less based on what they think exactly people want to see more of and all that kind of stuff. And they're just going to actually try and tell a story. The issue I have with these films now, and it, I don't know how, I don't think you can escape it, is because of how good computer effects are now. When I was watching the trailer, there's just something that takes me out of it because they're showing all this stuff like the transformation scenes and the fight scenes and things like that. And it's like, okay, I guess it looks good. But there's no stakes because it's. I, I know you can do this stuff now, and I know yeah. you can invent a bigger thing. And now we've got like something bigger than a planet that can eat a planet. And I'm like, you've got to find a way to make this interesting to me because at yeah. the minute it's just like you've just done some pixels on a screen, and we know everyone can do that. So yeah. try and make it interesting. Yeah, apparently they're trying to make them look more like the Gen One original sort of Transformers, both in look and the feel. way they move. And yeah, the way they move yeah. and the way they. The, faces and bits and pieces so yeah that'll be interesting to see i'm also quite interested to see how i'm wondering if this will fit in better as a trilogy like bumblebee this and the first transformers yeah, film yeah, yeah maybe yeah so, so it comes into like a cycle yeah. yeah so yeah yeah and maybe we'll get some good car moments 1994 should... it might be a quite a good era for cars well you've seen the porsche 911 that's in there yeah, you, so that's yeah. Right. yeah yeah all right then well right then. Yeah. let's get down to the majestic and boil our bums off in the <laughs> Un-air-conditioned cinema. Yeah, looking forward to it. Be seeing you. I'll be seeing you. That's what they're doing, The Prisoner. This is a visual scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in... Hello, everybody. And we're back. Having just watched... Transformers. Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. Don't Uh, forget the colon. Yeah. (laughs) You certainly won't tonight, I don't think, Ben. Really um, who's doing synopsis? I am. Thank goodness. Because can <laughs> yeah, you imagine how droll it would be if it, Ben was on that call? It would be pretty horrendous. Okay. Our kid, tell us all about it. Right. So we start on the homeworld of the Maximals, and they're under attack from the planet-eating god Unicron. Yeah. So the leader of the Maximals, Ape Link, and I thought to start with he was called Ape Lincoln. <laughs> Which I thought was Abraham quite funny. Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like but it. I looked yeah. it up when we got in, and it was, and it's Ape Link with a Q. So he distracts Ultron. What? Um, no, he doesn't, because Ultron is someone else. Yeah, yeah. He distracts Unicron's envoy, Scourge, who's, who's quite a, villainous. Who's a Terracon? Yeah. While the other Maximals get away with a special transwarp key that Unicron. Is looking for. That's not even a joke. <laughs> Are you with me so far? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we then flip to the 90s, Earth, New York, where we meet Noah, who lives in a New York suburb. 
and is into electronics and Dulla Soul. Are you sure it's the 90s? 1994. I wasn't sure when I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So he has a little brother called Chris, who we know it's the 90s because he's into Nintendo yeah. and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He can't beat Bowser. He calls his brother Sonic. Yeah, yeah. it's all there. His brother's got a Jordan t-shirt on. Yeah, and there's some Jordan trainers. Probably. Jordans. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, Jordans. Yeah, see, I know. Yeah. So Chris has also got some health issues sadly and Noah is struggling to get a job and help pay the medical bills he's not a team player he's told early on when he's applied for a job he's not a team player but you don't find out anything about him no previously. you're just told yeah he's yeah. not a team player we then meet Elena Elena works at the museum but fortunately she graduated from the Prue Halliwell School of Antiquities because she's a specialist in every period of history this is and true culture. Prue Halliwell off of Charmed yes so that's fortunate so Noah's hard luck leads him to crime, which leads him to Mirage, an Autobot, which leads him to Elena's museum, which leads them to Peru, and a chase for the key and a chance to work. Oh, you were doing awesome. I know. And a chance to fight alongside Autobots and Maximals against a growing threat from Unicron. How's that? That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, fairly comprehensive. Yes. Yeah, so, I would have put it slightly differently. I think you might have done, but fortunately, it's Jables who starts the analysis <laughs> yeah, these I days. Know. So uh, let's get him straight onto it. Well, I think it's going to be a bit of a round round robin this week. Oh, there's not much to spoil out of the film, right? Up top, I'm going to say we had a lot of thoughts about how we were going to feel about it, what our hopes and expectations were about the film. In the end, it turned out that unfortunately, it was just another Transformers film. It wasn't. It didn't really have anything that set it aside massively from the other ones, apart from maybe in like less leering, a bit more straight laced. To be honest, I, I would say, which actually were positives to it. I would say it put it on the better end of the scale of the Transformers films, but not great. I it's think a relative scale. It is a fairly relative scale, and it sits well well within that. I think Bumblebee, in, in a way, you know, it kind of crossed lines a bit, didn't it? It had mm. a bit more heart and a bit more thing, whereas this tried to generate some of that, and in some ways it did. I actually quite liked the relationship between the brothers. It, it actually yeah. felt relatively believable. Yeah, I thought to, the to, humans were quite yeah, believable. they were. Yeah, really? and I liked, what was her name? Ellie, El- Elena. Elena. Yeah. I liked her and, what was his name? Noah. Uh, Noah. Noah. Her and Noah. Yeah, they, they worked together well. Yeah. I think where a lot of it fell down was just, it didn't give us anything new, I wouldn't say, actually. You know, it was a long stream of jump, moving from one thing to the other. It was a bit of a, it's not really treasure hunt, but there was a lot of plot points that were put in place just to, I know it sounds silly to say plot points were put in place to move the story along, but they were shoehorned in. Mm. It was, oh, here we go. We've got this problem. We need to do this. Ah, oh, we, we, it, it didn't work. But what about this? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Then it's kind of like a rinse and repeat a couple of times. Yeah. Lots of people suddenly knowing stuff that you don't think they would have known, and it would have been useful if they'd, you'd have known that right from the start. Mm. Did you ever used to watch Warehouse 13? Yeah. There was often times where they'd... They'd get the artifact and then and then someone else would get a bit of it. So they'd have to get the next bit of it and then someone else would just beat them to it and then they'd have to get the next bit and someone else would just yeah. beat them to it. And it just felt like that the whole time. I know, which I know. got very yeah. frustrating yeah. in the end. Yes, yeah, spot on. Mm. But going on to things I liked about it, I liked the design of the Autobots. 
I think it was better than previous. The Autobots were fine. I was really underwhelmed by the uh, Maximals and the Terracons. No I didn't, yeah, I didn't think they were very good. Like the Maximals are kind of like annoying because it's like, first of all, I'm just like, they're not from Earth, but it's like, why are you basing, yeah, why, why are you all weird. like Earth animals? Yeah, mm, how come know? on your planet you've evolved, I'm doing evolved to, in air quotes, yeah. <laughs> but you've evolved to be just like Earth just, creatures. To be exactly the same as Earth mm. creatures, apart from either a lot bigger or a lot smaller, but with all their mannerisms. That didn't make sense, and it kind of took me out of it. And, and because of that, they didn't even do anything that made you think oh it's lucky that they're animals the only thing no. was was the primer is it primus primal he was like the closest to being an ape so acted like an ape but the rest of them were like you know it, it could have been anything they literally could have just as a robot it would have been a hell of a lot easier yeah yeah because it's like they're on earth and they're as animals but they don't look like at least with the autobots they look like cars and trucks yeah. so they could blend in yeah but the animals you'd be like that's it's like, not a real gorilla. Like, yes, yeah, a 15-foot high <laughs> cheetah, wasn't it? Or yeah. something like that. It, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. So I quite liked the way they looked, actually. I know, I know they didn't make sense, yeah. but particularly Optimus Primal, the way he was put together and the way like he moved his nose and his arms and things. Yeah, I, that's I, what I mean. It was quite he was the only one, I that's what, like I said. I do, I, yeah, I, I, I'll let you have that. I, I, I'm so generous. Thank I know. you. But he was, but... The rest of them kind of point. Like I wanted to see more of the rhino type. Where yeah, you, you didn't barely see much didn't see him any, at all, apart from him walking behind them from time to time. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit annoying. The fights, I think overall. Okay, we we know it's a Transformers film, so it's got a thirty-minute crashy bashy fight scene to conclude. It's like every one of these films has had. Mm. Um, what I appreciated about most of it, it's a couple of times not so much, but most of it, you could distinguish between the different. Autobots that were doing things. Mm. I think that's why I liked the design of them. It wasn't like, who's that? It was only a couple of times I was like, oh, which one's that? I could actually tell most of the time who was who. The times I couldn't was when little Noah was in the suit thing and mm. he like runs underneath like Optimus and I was like, make sure you make sure you stab the right one in the leg because I yeah. can't really tell at this <laughs> point which <laughs> one's imagine? which. So, so in that regard, at least I could tell the difference between them better than I could in some of the other films. Mm. But on the flip side of that, I hated the fact they had all these little robots. I hate that. I always feel so lazy yeah. when there's like a swarm of things coming on. You just kind of go, uh, you know, the first, I know it's not probably, definitely not the first time, but the first time I remember it's like in Godzilla. You know, the was it the one with Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. You know, where you've got the big threats of Godzilla's like, and in this case it would be the big kind of like terracons that are the baddies. And then they just like chucked in a load of little mini Godzillas. And I'm just like, mm. it always feels so weak to me when they mm. do that. A bit like Age of Ultron. I like Age of Ultron as a film, but I like it because Ultron himself is a really good, complex, baddie character. But the fight between lots of other little mini Ultrons is against the Avengers where they just they just cannon fodder. And I hate, it always feels lazy mm. when you have those cannon fodder fights. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we know you're strong and you can beat all these little ones up. I'd have liked to have seen some straight fights, a shorter straight fight between each of the actual protagonist and antagonistic Transformers. That would have been much more interesting. And if it was done better, you could have that kind of like, they're all kind of like designed against each other, the fighting against each other sort of separately while they're doing the bits. So I find that quite annoying. <sighs> Mirage, 
Raj, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, it felt like one of the other characters from the other films, and I can't remember what it what it was. Was it Sideswipe or I can't remember because I can't remember the other films that well. But it felt very similar to yeah, one of the previous mean. characters, and in which case, but I actually this is the thing I, I quite liked him, yeah. and I liked his relationship with Noah and the the brother when that actually works around, but. I just didn't. I didn't like the way he was talking and stuff. I found it a bit annoying. It would have been nicer without. That. Do you know what it felt like to me? The way he talked felt like some middle-aged people sat down and went, "How is it the kids speak? Yeah. What's the lingo they use? We're bros yeah. and stuff like that." It was just like, "Oh, don't say bros. It just sounds like my parents trying to say." It. And I know I mentioned it, but uh, I said to you on the way out, it was a weird earlier on. They, they didn't seem to care about killing cops. I know it's no, such or a anyone. Collateral or anyone. damage the, the wasn't collateral... a problem. It wasn't a problem. It's like, oh, someone can drive into this thing at 80 miles an hour and it's just like, oh, cut away. It's like... Yeah, because isn't like the whole Transformers thing, no humans must be harmed. And yeah, all yeah. Kind of do no harm. The it's first like, well, film yeah. was very focused on that, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't even play that up in terms of, oh, I'll probably be fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> He's got a roll cage, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's dead. What did you think about the, the design of the Autobots then? I was saying... I know, well, not, well, I should ask Ben. Ben, you, you want to say something about the... the you had a problem with the Porsche, I believe. No, there's no problem with the Porsche. Oh, really? Is yeah. that what you liked? Yeah, I like the Porsche. Is it? Okay, so is this the only thing in the film that you did like? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, generally speaking, I didn't have a problem with any of the design, I don't think, apart from the thing that we've talked about, I think, before with things like the Transformers films. A problem with scale, things seem to change size. So gorillas like two times height of human at one point and then six times height of human at yeah. another point and things like that. Mm. But other than that, I thought the design was, was all right. Yeah. There was a bit when it was running up the side of the mountain and it looked awful. Did yeah, you... through the waterfall. Yeah, it really took me out of it. I'm like, what's happening? And it's like, yeah, it was like watching like... someone play Tomb Raider yeah, in like it was the really, 90s. It was really bad. It was, it was really... set in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that was, maybe it was an homage Just then. keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. Overall, then, our kid, I've got lots of other points, but overall, you give us your take. Kind well, of I think I, I agree with you in a lot of ways. In terms of the visuals, it wasn't all bad, mm -mm. but some of it, yeah, still, it feels like it still needs work. But we're twenty years later; it, we shouldn't still be having these conversations. But but it maybe it is just too hard. It Doesn't feel vastly different to no. the previous films. No. It's not like it doesn't feel like some huge technological advance that you. No, you know, not really. Yes, the human characters, as we've said, I think that they they were good. I didn't like them as much as I liked Sam Witwicky and his family. Yeah. One of the things that I did quite like was when they go to Peru and they end up, like you said, or I think you said in the cinema, it was a bit like National Treasure. Yeah. Well, and he yeah. even says, this is some Indiana Jones style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, doesn't yeah. he? And I quite liked that. I liked the whole sort of underground grotto looking for symbols. I did, but it was like the convenience of it. It was yeah. like suddenly, oh, yeah. you know, we, we know this and yeah. But for I'm, want of anything better to move it along, yeah. I, I think that I enjoyed that enough. But on the back of that, I hated the fact that they were talking about, the Autobots talking about being incognito and hiding themselves away. They had no problem like wandering around in the back streets of Brooklyn or, you know, the, the, the plane that flies through. And you know what was oh, I can't remember which he, which he was. I think he might have been in probably the previous film. So, but the, the the plane transformer, he just like flies in and then like transforms in midair and lands next to us. Like, you'd be like, 
Did no one see that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and also trashes a load of road and tarmac and stuff yeah. as well. It's yeah. like, what's going on? So I was going to say, like, going into Peru and there's these people that have known all about the Maximals, but they didn't seem phased at all when another load of Autobots... And stuff. Like, I know, I get that they, yeah, they have an understanding with the people in this hidden village. Rather well, a stoical... It's <laughs> just yeah. kind of like, eh, but eh. again, I didn't. In lieu of anything better, I, I didn't really. It could have been worse. I've actually written that down. It could yeah. have been worse. It could have been. But worse. saying that, I did think the story generally was quite weak. Oh uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and I thought that the dialogue between the human and the Transformers, the Transformers <laughs> themselves, it was just awful. Really, you know, the joke. We've already sort of mentioned a little bit of the the banter being a bit cheesy and. It just felt lazy. It, it felt like lazy a but little... forced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you manage that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you think that would be hard? Yeah. You know, but it feels like just with a bit more thought, a bit more attention, a few more people going. Actually, guys, I don't think that works. Let's yeah. take yeah. it back a notch. But you know no what, one seems to do that. Do you know what it put me in mind of? Is you know when when you're a kid, like a real proper kid, playing little games with your with your action figures making up dialogue as you go, yeah, yeah. which is fun at the time and fine when you're a kid, but it felt like that was the level of the script. Yeah, I think the story, it, it came off like it was really high stakes and this is, oh, I have to save everyone. But I didn't really feel that. I felt like it still felt like low stakes. And maybe this is good for the actors, but I was more bothered about his brother than I was about the whole of the world dying, <laughs> yeah. and oh no, yeah. the Optimus can't. Op, you know, the Autobots can't get back to Cybertron, and I like. I think Unicron was a bit wasted like that, yeah, because no one knew about the threat. It's just a thing that they talked about, and you see it destroying the planet uh, mm. that the Maximals were on. But that's kind of it. Even though they talk about the power, you don't see it. No, no. like you said, you saw where they could have expanded that yeah. emotional connection yeah. and they just didn't do it they, they didn't spin out the right things to no. make you really care about anything there was mild peril for some of the transformers that we know are in the transformers film so yeah. we weren't worried about them yeah uh, but there could have been other transformers that they brought in or other things that happened to some of the maximals or or even you know more danger for some of the human characters yeah they, think... they just missed a trick really yeah you, you said about being 1994, we said there was a lot of 1994 references mm. or 1990s references. To be fair, it wasn't the worst. I didn't. It no. was. It, it was almost like the opening scene. They kind of like, front loaded it. Didn't they, they front loaded yeah. it, but it, it wasn't like a constant rhyme. To the point of there was a couple of things later on. I was like, that didn't feel like it was in 90 in the 90s. And I kind of think actually it could have been said at any time. And I think it's just because they wanted it to be a prequel and, you yeah. know, redoing these films. It felt like, well, we need to set it there so we can cut, because this is a reset. But, you know, Frank, it didn't need to be. It could have been, it could have been set any time. Yeah. The music, mm. it was a little bit on the nose in places, but I actually liked the tunes. I, I thought the I liked the I, Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Like, I like a lot of those tunes. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm really done with the Bumblebee talking through the, the radio yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was hoping we were going to be over that. He there get... was a joke in there, to be fair, that I thought was quite fun. What was that? Where Optimus says, so you've got to stop going to the drive through theater. Yeah that, was, yeah, that did make me laugh. Yeah. One of the two or three times I laughed. Yeah. I just, but I just, I find it annoying and frustrating. It, it, winds, mm. it just winds me up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, not being funny. There's a guy who can rebuild a Transformer from spare parts mm. for a Porsche. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you can do that, 
why the hell can't you get your voice box working? Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. annoying, a little bit dumb. I haven't got much more. I like the voice cast, actually. There was a bit of a disconnect. There's a lot of things that they were saying. It was almost like they didn't know which the next, didn't, the next person didn't know what the next line was, so they didn't quite react to it. Not just that. I said about plot holes. I think there was a couple that I felt... The amount of times I've watched a film and I know there's plot holes in it, but you don't necessarily see it until someone probably cleverer than you that's watched it a lot more times suddenly goes, hey, what about that? And then you go, oh, yeah, you're right. I was watching this going, well, that doesn't make sense. I know I can be a bit analytical on bits when I'm watching it. It's usually on plot hole central when it's something I'm like hating and going, this is awful. But there was this, there was, there was a couple of things that happened. I was like, that doesn't make sense with the way your story is going. That something would happen and then they'd say something that you'd think would be to explain that plot hole, but it didn't. Mm. It just kind of like went along with it. It's like, but you're still not making sense. So yeah, quite a few of those bits didn't stack up. It just made it feel a little bit worse because of it. There was a particular moment where Ben just had his face in his hands <laughs> yeah. for another one of those. This is it. There's nothing more we can do. This, yeah. this is the yeah. end. Except for the fail-safe. Oh, yeah. Which I've just remembered. I've programmed a little... <laughs> yeah, you what? picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't that they just literally... He'd remembered it at that moment and then... As he just remembered what we could do at this moment, it turns out he's got a computer program, which is literally a three-dimensional interactive display of exactly how the plan will go, including the two little people running towards yeah. under the under It's like he's got a lidar scan of all the tunnels <laughs> yeah, in there. It's like doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any. We were chuckling. We no, were both chuckling we about were, that we and really giggling, were. and then we looked up at Ben with <laughs> his head in his hand. Yeah. I think I haven't asked you overall, Ben, but I think we know what it is. Well, I've done a drawing here and I've got a description of the drawing uh, and it says steaming pile of horse oh. Yeah. So I feel. Have you got flies coming off? I've it drawn flies, look. I've got <laughs> flies and little yeah. like, smell mm. off things. I feel bad saying that because it's Transformers and I love Transformers. Mm. But it just felt lazy. I don't. I don't think it was necessarily done cynically like they're rebooting again to boost the toy sales but it's probably an element of that i just think it could have been so much better and i just i just don't get it i don't know why they keep churning out this nonsense tell me which transformers films have you seen uh i've seen bumblebee i've seen the first one i think i've seen the second one yeah we saw that in the pictures might have seen the third one but yeah. i can't remember you have because you were there when i made tracy go and buy it that's thing that's it that's it so would you say this is the worst of the lot I'd say the first one I like and all the, all the others are as bad as each other. Yeah. Maybe Bumblebee is slightly above, but yeah, there were just things that just were winding me up. It doesn't, it's stuff that didn't make sense. And like the humans, like you both seem to like the human characters. Yeah. I didn't. I thought they were okay. dumb. I thought they were annoying. They got into the, they both got into the situations for completely contrived reasons. Yeah. And like Eleanor's working in the museum and she suddenly fixates on the, what was it, like a bird statue that has got some secret inside it. With a transformer symbol on the front. It's like, ooh, there's something, and it's like she's got a connection with it. It's like, that's not explained. Why does that not just go into a box and go into storage and the whole thing never happens? I don't understand. Yeah. And then things kick off quite quickly after that, and the two humans get thrown together into the situation in the museum, and transformers are appearing in front of them, and they're like, oh my God, what's this? And then within like, I don't know, roughly eight to 12 seconds, they've reconciled it in their mind and they're like, okay, I'm probably on board with your team. 
Yeah, yeah. Going to help despite no trap. I mean, okay, the guy is supposed to be out of the military, but he's rubbish and he's not good in the team. You have no idea who was in the military. But they don't build that up into a thing. It's no. like, oh, here's two humans and they're going to go on a mission. Oh, by the way, the female human has figured out that you need to go to Peru. There's no discussion of that. She's just like, I think we probably need to go to Peru. Yeah. Just turns out to be the right place to go. And they're all on board with the situation. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, because in, in the first film, like, you get, like, Sam Wiki character, he's freaked out at the start and he doesn't know what to do and there's a lot of humour about that. And they just skip completely over that in this film. It's like A to, yeah, like, true. M or something. Yeah, no, in, I get In what yeah. half a second. He's quite cool with it quite quickly. Yeah, he's relatively, yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that he can't just get a basic security job, but he can do all this stuff. Like, he can wander <laughs> off with Autobots and yeah. keep yeah. his cool. The other bits of the plot just made, made me think about, like, I think we mentioned about the plot armour. There was a lot of plot armour, but there was also things that happened to characters that are in subsequent timelined films where you literally know there's no danger to them. Mm. Well, just while you're watching it, it's like yeah. it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, you're trying to tug on my yeah. heartstrings. But and there's, no yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing fine. there because we know yeah. he's fine. Yeah. yeah, And I hated that stuff. Like in the, the fight scene, as you said, is long and drawn out in this, the mm. final battle. And I actually liked the visual setting of the, the battle and the, the mountaintop thing yeah. and the lava yeah, and stuff. True. I thought it was good. But the way someone would get into peril and then someone else would appear and be like, oh... Do you remember me from 30 seconds ago and I've just disappeared off? I'm back, by the way, and I'm going to yeah. help you. And it's like, and then they get into trouble. And then it's like, oh, by the way, there's another guy over here who's going to come in. And he's like, don't forget about me because we're a team and mm. I'm going to help you. And it's just like... Even though you're a bad team player. And then yeah. Noah's little suit, not really spoilers because it's just part of the fighting. Optimus Prime is getting sucked off. And <laughs> so, no, that means no, something else now. I don't think you... <laughs> okay. Optimus Prime is getting dragged into the gravitational force or something and yeah. he's about to get crushed. Noah, by the way, he's like a five foot ten human with very little experience, completely out of his depth, dons a little suit and some he can just pull Optimus Prime. <laughs> what I loved about that scene, so Optimus Prime was like, hold on, you know, he he it was almost like resigning to it. He's like, no, you must stop. Don't sacrifice. He's like, no, we're a team kind of thing. And I was just thinking, if you were that bothered, Optimus, just let go. If you, you yeah. know, if you were that worried, you'd have let yeah. go. But he's like, um, no, don't try and save me. I'm going to keep clinging on for dear life. Yeah. No, don't. Please leave me here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's okay because Noah's got grabby little boots. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it, also the arm strength to pull an American truck, truck. Yeah. Yeah. out of the sky back onto the mountain or whatever yeah. but it's okay because just as you know, that's happening then another character comes in and goes oh you thought i'd left but i hadn't because we're a team yeah, yeah it's just like this is getting ridiculous yeah i think i did the bits of like that were just waving over me a little yeah, bit i think too. i thought be, it was fine yeah the, because it's just what you come to expect from all, all, all this yeah. i think that's the thing that's why for me it was it was just another transformers film yeah, yeah. Better in certain aspects. I know you don't necessarily agree, Ben. But I can't really... I wouldn't say it was worse in others, apart from, like we said, it was a little bit dull. I don't like all the humour in the other ones, as I said previously. But actually, as you said, the first one, there are some funny little dynamics mm. and some some silly little bits that are quite funny. Not so much in the subsequent ones, but in that one, definitely. And I didn't even really feel that that much in this. Just mm. a couple of little mild chuckles and that was it. Any more vitriol, Ben? No, I'm done. Well, give us your rating then, Ben. I, I I can't think of a rating for this film. I've got a rating for you. I'd just say it was a bit of an auto botch. Oh, how long have you been working on that one? It just came to me. Oh, really? I was inspired. I'm giving it a rating of 
Revenge of the Extinct Moon Knight. I've got another question for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Towards the end, I won't spoil it, there was reference to another product. Yeah. IP. What do we think of that? Is that something that we've heard anything it's about? It's a thing. I've, heard, I've actually direction. heard about that before, okay. yeah. So we, is that an, another film Probably. that's going to come up? Is it going to merge existing stuff yes. or is it going to be new? Well, it's going to have to bring certain new elements in because this is this will be the vaguest conversation we've ever had. Yeah. It will have to, because of previous people that aren't involved in uh, that other series before, it's going to have to bring in new elements. Okay. But it's basically, put it this way, it's a crossover between Transformers and another property. If you're in the know, you know what it is. You know. That sounds okay. Yeah. Ben, did that mm. completely wash over your head or did you? No, I know what you're talking about. I'm just not very interested in it. Yeah. Oh. Grumpy poo-poo okay. pants. Was there a car moment you'd like to share or are you a bit calm um, out? Car moment, there's n- nothing specific. I mean, I yeah, the use of the Porsche, it's a Carrera RS 3.8, which is mm. apparently a very rare car. Mm. It just looks like all the other Porsches that have ever existed in 911 territory. Yeah, it was it's cute. 964 designation. But yeah, that was I, good. I still think my favourite car moment was when he gets out of it after he pulls to a stop and then it transforms and he steps out of it rather than falling yeah, out of it. And it was in the trailer, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Talking about it was in the trailer. What trailers did we have? We had Indiana Jones and we, the Dial of Destiny. Which we are absolutely not talking do, about because we spoke do, about it so much. Do, 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 I missed the desert. But, no. Ben, a cinema yeah. trailer, but annoyingly not the full trailer, which okay. kind of annoyed me a bit, was, what was the film, Ben? It was Dunk, part two. Yeah. Some people know it as June. Dooney. It's spelled Dunk. What do you think, Ben, seeing it on the big screen? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm not sure about the... They, they've chosen to add humour to this trailer. Not massively. Reason. Not massively, but it jars a little bit for me, because June's humor? quite serious. Well, it's still Gar saying to Mwadib, oh, you're not going to do anything fancy on the worm, are you? And he's like, no, thinking, yes. You get a bit of that in yeah, June. You get, you it's, not, it's not. Anyway, Give us a smile. Moods are for cattle and lovemaking. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the trailers. Better tell us what's going to be on next week then, Ben. Flash. Ah. Uh, Saviour of the multiverse. Yeah. Do, 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 do. It's every week it just gets better and better for me. Yeah. So looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah, yeah. And it's in screen one again. There is something good about Flash, but you probably don't really know what it is. <laughs> I have no idea what this film is. Oh, uh, great. Okay. Don't watch a trailer, Ben. Don't watch any trailers. Okay. Yeah. Because there will be a pleasant surprise in there for you. Yeah. I have already told you it, but you'll have forgotten. You'll have forgotten. Yeah. So that's fine. Jables, okay. are you looking forward to the Flash without giving any spoilers away? Um... Yeah, I am, kind of. I think a lot of it I'm interested in because it's going to be the end of a certain era and the start of another one, and I'm not sure if they're going to be wrapping a lot of things up in this film or introducing a lot of new things. I don't know how much of the Flashpoint event is going to be, if it's going to be Flashpoint or not. You know, it's how much they're pushing forward to things that are going to happen in the future. Or is it just going to be... This is like the last episode of the previous chapter. Is it going to be the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning? It's good. I'm going to leave that hanging in the air. Yeah. Well, talking about things that are up in the air. Ben, tell us about the socials. Things in the cloud. Yeah. Well, if you hit Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, you can find us at Just So Jables. Yeah. You can email us hello at justsojables.com and you can just log on, click through to the website, justsojables.com. Check us out on Spotify. Follow, I guess. Just yeah. say Jables. Yeah, click follow. Yeah, or all like, the other podcasts. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Like and subscribe. And, yeah. and it, other platforms. And if you name Mark Kermode, it's uh, hashtag producer Ben. Producer, producer Ben at justsojables.com. <laughs> Hi, Mark. 
I don't think you're old. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can even hear this because he probably needs a hearing aid and stuff. Oh, <laughs> man, he's doubled down. Right, on that bombshell, let's get out of here. It's Hi. too hot. Just so jables.